0: Welcome to Press Pause, the under 10 minute family worship podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, and I brought my friends with me Jared. What's up, Kevin? Trey. Yo. This podcast is designed to help you, dads, moms, grandparents, and guardians, share big truths about Jesus with your kids. Just listen along with your family and keep your finger near your device so that you're ready to press pause and talk about this week's big truth with your kids. Last week, we took some time to talk through what God's kingdom is. We learned that it's where we live life with God under his loving rule. This week, we're going to drill down further and talk about how God has called us to live in his kingdom. But before we dive into God's wisdom for how to live, I want to ask you guys about some silly life advice you got as a kid. It could be something you've heard from somewhere somewhere that you came to believe as a young kid.
1: For me, it was super simple. It was the one, like, guiding principle of my young life, and it was this uh, silly little rhyme, step on a crack and you break your daddy's back. Mm. Uh, I have no idea where it came <laughs> from, no idea where I heard this goofy uh, little rhyme, but I can tell you that I spent my entire childhood jumping over cracks in the sidewalk, leaping over whatever kind of cracks from the road as I'm kind of pounding the pavement in front of my house. Um yeah it's just kind of always with me and i don't know i don't think i've ever said this in front of my kids but they somehow have adopted this lifestyle as well they're non-crack stepping kids as well uh i don't know what that's about but they they they're in the same boat they just hop over them every single time as if they're going to be struck by lightning if they step on it it's really weird how's your back Uh, my back's great (laughs) because they're avoiding the cracks you know it's important
2: awesome uh, we had this uh, tradition in my family where we would have turnip greens and black-eyed peas on every New Year's Day. Sounds awful. Go ahead. <laughs> and my mom said that you ate the turnip greens so that you would earn money. Okay. And, mm. you, and you ate the black-eyed peas so that you would get, like, change. And, like, basically, I think it was a ploy to get us to eat our vegetables. Definitely because... a ploy to get you eat vegetables. Be. <laughs> <laughs> because it was like, you know, if you do this on New Year's Day, you'll have, like, a really profitable profitable year for the- the coming year that was the was the big thing
1: I respect yes. the parenting hustle are you uh, currently duping your kids into that tradition no okay
0: no, no. well in connection with yours mine also has to do with vegetables and mine's carrots so uh, mine was if you eat carrots you'll get insane night vision so as a kid and the Batman in training I thought that yeah this is this is my ticket in and no it didn't work I, I wear glasses and I bump into everything in the dark it so happens. it happens yeah lies yeah Now that we've heard plenty about what we thought was wise living as kids, let's check out this week's question and learn how God would have us to live. Trey, can you introduce our question for this week?
1: Definitely. We've got three short questions this week, but they all sort of work together to paint a picture of how we're to live when we're following Jesus. And so we'll start with this. How does God command us to live in his kingdom? And our answer is this. We are commanded to love God and our neighbor. This summarizes God's law. And then we've got two sort of follow-up questions to help clarify that first question. And the, the, the first uh, clarifying question is this, how should we love God? We love God by obeying and serving only him. And the next, how does God tell us to love our neighbor? And their answer, we should love our neighbor as ourselves. Hmm. Those
0: questions and answers flow together really nicely. So where do we see this in the Bible?
1: Great question. We always want to look at the Bible to find the truth God has for us, right? And so we find these things kind of married together in this passage in Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 to 40. So listen while I read. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Press pause and read Matthew chapter 22 verses 34 to 40 together with your family and then come back to join us. And we're back.
0: Jared, can you help us unpack this passage and help us explain why we need to worry about how we live
2: anyway? I'll do my best. In this passage, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, those stuffy know-it-all religious leaders who uh, thought that you had to keep all kinds of commands, ones that God gave and ones that they made up in order to please God. And they were trying to trap Jesus, and they asked him what the greatest of all those commandments was. And in fact, Jesus' words point here directly back to Deuteronomy 6-5, way back in the Old Testament. And he picks a commandment that summarizes, he says, the whole law. When people repeat things to us whether it's our parents or maybe our teachers, it's usually to show us that that's something's really important and Jesus is doing the same thing here. First, he says where we are to love God. That's our vertical relationship with God So if you drew a line from yourself straight up in the sky to imagine God is up there looking down at us drawing that straight line up and down between us and him not just with some part of our lives does he want us to love him but with everything we have our entire heart soul and mind our affection should be directed up toward him and this isn't a commandment that we should take lightly and it isn't something that's optional for us when we're following christ so how then do we manage to follow the command jesus gives us here well remember our next question and answer we can love god by obeying and serving only him. How then do we obey God and find ways to serve him? We can only obey God if we know what he wants us to do. And how's that gonna happen?
0: I don't know, maybe he'll send us a text or something?
2: Well, sort of, he does send us a text. God the Father has given us his very words in the Bible. We were just reading it. The Bible paints a beautiful picture of what life should look like as we follow Jesus. And as we read the Bible, the Holy Spirit uh, opens our eyes to help us understand what God says to us and then empowers us both to love and obey God's instructions so that we can step out and serve God wherever he calls us. Now, sometimes God invites us to do really hard things like uh, preaching the gospel to people or traveling around the world to tell people about Jesus. Other times he he just calls us to do really simple, but no less very important things, like being a good friend uh, to our neighbor, uh, being a good listener. God calls us to all those different things, but as we read and study God's word and pray for his guidance and grow in our love and affection for him, it becomes easier to follow his lead and see what he would have us do. But that's not all. After a command, quoting Deuteronomy uh, six five and commanding us to have that vertical relationship for line straight from us all the way up to God. The next most important thing that we can do is to love our neighbors. And here Jesus quotes Leviticus 19:5, telling us to to stretch out our arms wide and love the people that are right around us. He specifically tells us to love our neighbors. As ourselves. That is to treat people around us the way we'd want to be treated. We're supposed to take care of the people that are in need around us. We're to be kind and to be generous and to be honest and to be helpful. God has extended grace to us, and that frees us to share that same grace with those who are right around us. Press pause and take a few minutes to talk about these truths with your family. Get specific about how your family can love God with all of your lives. What are some ways you can spend time serving God alone or together with your family? What are some ways you can love your neighbors in your neighborhood or in your class as yourself? And we're back.
0: It's really good to think about practical ways we can grow and show our love for God, as well as our neighbors together with our family. Trey, would you pray for us and ask God to help us as we continue to learn how to love and serve God and our neighbors?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Father, thank you so much for demonstrating your love for us by sending your son Jesus to die on our behalf and inviting us back to life with you. God, would you help us continue growing in our love for you and for the people that you bring into our lives? We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to Press Pause, the under 10-minute family worship podcast. Season one of Press Pause was written by Jared Kennedy and me, Trey Coleman. Our video game theme music is by ChillHop group Murphy DX. That's Johnny Barahona and Alex O'Man. We recorded at the Love Thy Neighborhood studio, and the editing was done by me. Be sure to subscribe to Press Pause in your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review or rating, five stars only, please. Also, be sure to follow Gospel-Centered Family on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Join us next week for more big truths about Jesus for your whole family.
2: Press Pause is brought to you in part by the Love Thy Neighborhood podcast, exploring today's cultural moments through true stories of social action and Christian faith. Check out the show that Christianity Today calls amazing and authentic. You can listen by searching for Love Thy Neighborhood on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at lovethyneighborhood.org.